This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 73, Bard versus ChatGPT. Hey everybody, and welcome to the ChatGPT Report. I'm your host, Ryan, and before we get into today's topic, I wanted to say a huge thank you to all our listeners and subscribers. One year ago today, Ben and I started this podcast, and we couldn't imagine it would ever get to this level. Today, it's just me running the show, but I couldn't be more grateful to you, the audience, for giving me your ear every week. I truly appreciate it, and thank you for joining me on this adventure. So, happy one year, and here's to the future. Quick disclaimer for this episode, I mentioned that Gemini, which is Google's large language model, is coming to BARD. It was coming out in January. We thought that was going to be later, but it actually came out today, which is December 6th when I'm recording this disclaimer. And secondly, it's BARD versus ChatGPT, and there is no Gemini in this one as we will talk about it next Thursday. And the main reason for this is because I actually recorded this episode on a Tuesday, and so the news broke on a Wednesday, and I just did not have time to discuss it or look into it. But I promise you, next Thursday, newest episode, we will discuss it in grave detail. So enjoy the show from here. Today, we have a couple of items on the docket. No large monologue today like I normally do, but instead a bunch of smaller topics that I thought y'all might find interesting, ranging from... Image to music app. Yes, you heard that right. Does Spotify layoffs, do the Spotify layoffs have something to do with AI? ChatGPT versus Bard. And Sam Altman is concerned. But before today's small tactic and before we really dive into it, I thought I'd go back to Old Faithful and have quick news items here. I only have three, so we'll be quick before we hit, get into it. So the first one here is Google's ChatGPT competitor Gemini has been delayed till January. Secondly, Runway is partnering with Getty Images. And third and finally here, Claude updates. They've added enhanced controls for Claude Pro users to improve their experience on Claude AI. Select which model version of Claude you'd like to power your chat experience and easily view uploaded files next to your messages. So three quick news items there.
if, if you listen to the show at all, you'll, you'll know at this time I usually do a small tactic on things that AI can help you with around the house or just a five-minute helpful hint. Well, today's small tactic is actually just a simple tool that I really want to highlight. I did this last week as well. In the past, we've talked about text-to-image a lot, as well as text-to-video and all sorts of creative tools to help you on your AI journey, from mid-journey to Leonardo, from Adobe to Dolly, and many others. But what about image to music? Well, it's here. And let me tell you, it's really cool and easy to use. I'll link it on our Twitter and LinkedIn post, as well as highlight it on uh, Twitter for a quick reference. The application is called Mubert with the X handle of M-U-B-E-R-T-A-P-P. It's an online application where you can upload a picture and then select the length and the type of track so you can have it loop or you can have it simply choose the sound based off genres and moods and activities. And it's pretty simple. You grab a phone or you grab a photo, select a few buttons, and voila, you have a picture with some music to it. No sign up necessary. And it was really cool. One of those tools that, you know, given more time, I think it will just continue to get better. And it's already pretty cool. You know, it's fun. I had a really fun time with it. And I think y'all should test it out as well. For example, check, check out Justine Moore's post on, on X uh, Twitter. I keep saying, I keep interchanging those. You guys know what I'm talking about though. But anyway, Justine's Moore post on X. She has some really cool examples that really showcase it nicely. So again, today's small tactic is Mubert app. Really neat. I'm excited for the future on this one. This one's going to be a fun one in a couple months. So a lot of people have been hearing this one in the news. The Spotify layoffs of about 1,500 employees are around that number. Does this have something to do with AI, more particularly their AI DJ? And are these layoffs simply because they overhired during the pandemic or, like I said, AI? I don't have the answer, but I do take this with some caution. If it's because they overhired, that's one thing. But what if it truly is because we see companies thinking that AI is better right now than an employee? AI is disrupting in creative domains such as graphic design, video production, music creation, and content writing. And it makes sense. Think about it. One year ago, I still had issues writing well. Now, it's better than ever because of AI. One year ago, I couldn't draw to save my life. Now, AI can help me. You remember those motorcycles with the sidecar? You know, basically, you have to use AI as a sidecar right now or else you're going to get left behind. I urge the listeners here to adapt and harness AI tools to remain competitive and relevant, especially in this rapidly changing job landscape we're at. I can't say it won't, you know, you won't get laid off just because you know how to use AI, but knowing how to use it will help you in the long run. And remember what I always say, AI won't replace you, but someone who can use AI will. Make this layoff round announcement your cautionary tale. And remember to get after it with AI because it's coming up fast. Neil Patel on X wrote a pretty interesting article today or this past week, and I wanted to highlight it for you. His basic question was, do people prefer content written by ChatGPT or BARD? And I'm just going to read it for you. I'll tag him in this as well. But this is what it basically stated. We had ChatGPT create a 1,000 articles on various topics. We then gave Bard the same instructions on the same topics. In total, we created 2,000 pieces of content with AI, 1,000 from ChatGPT and 1,000 from Bard. When the paid pe- They then paid people to read the articles, and they said we did not tell them they were written by AI. 
and based on their interest, or and and it was based on their interest as well. In total, 249 articles were read from ChatGPT, and 249 counterpart versions from Bard. We then asked which one they preferred, and here are the results. 75% of the time, people preferred Bard articles, while 25% of the time, people preferred the articles written by ChatGPT. So 75 to Bard, 25 to ChatGPT. Now, before we see this, and, and, and okay, that is, that is the end of the, um, their little study here. So this is Ryan talking again. Now, before we use this as the gold standard, let's run over a few things I saw. Number one, did they check to see if those hundred art- or those thousand articles were correct? Could they have been hallucinated? Because that's a lot of articles written, and for somebody to check over that, I cannot imagine that. I, I, I mean, I can imagine that takes forever. So, did they check over each one, or did they just, you know, hey, write these articles, boom? Hey, what do you think of this? And secondly, was this GPT 3.5 or 4? I think that's a pretty big distinction, and a lot of the comments in the thread were, were questioning that because he did not have that information. Now, reading the comments, I did come across a very good one from Domain Robin, and he states, we, we then gave Bar, and he's quoting from the study, we, gave the, we then gave Bar the same instructions on the same topics. That was his quote from the article. And in my, his opinion, this may not be the correct approach. Giving the same instructions to do two different AI models is like asking both a fish and a monkey to climb a tree. Different AI models work differently with different instructions and prompts. And in my experience, Bard works better with generic conversation in conversational instructions and doesn't work that well with specific prompts. On the other hand, ChatGPT is much better with specific instructions. So you must instruct ChatGPT to generate more readable, less formal human-like content specifically for this purpose. End quote. A very good point. Now, what's interesting is Neil himself mentioned, uh, the, art, the guy who d- did this study, mentioned that they modified them a bit based off what works best for each one. So that might be what they had done to combat this, to try that and get them as close as they can. And so I thought that was interesting. And with that question in mind, with all these articles being written, are we seeing a downgrade in ChatGPT? I'll be completely honest with you guys. I try to use the big three when I can, that being Claude, ChatGPT, and Bard, but have neglected Bard a little more than I should. Should I be using it more? Probably. But again, see which one fits your style. Although, with that being said, I still primarily use ChatGPT. Now, I don't think I'm doing... you know, saying anything, I'm not doing anything intricate, guys. I'm not, you know, I'm not building a website or doing deep coding. So for me, ChatGPT is still king. But this study just tells me to test Bard out a little bit more because it might have a little up on ChatGPT in certain areas. So again, test all of them out, see what works best for you. And I mean, we got, you know, Grot coming out here soon. So it, who knows? I could dominate them all. I don't know. I feel like ChatGPT has had the most time to kind of learn from what people are thinking. And so it, it really does have its, it, it's on the up and up, I would say. But anyway, I will link that study as well, again, for you guys to look at yourselves. Really interesting case study on that one. So I thought I'd do some Pika updates. We mentioned this last episode, you know, real-time edits to video is what their big one is. Um, This one is the latest feature in Pika. You can simply use your own video and then start editing regions of it using the power of AI. Now, what's wild here to me is that not six months ago, Adobe came out with a generative fill on pictures. That's what basically this Pika update is. It's a generative fill for videos now. And to be honest, it wasn't that good. I remember Adobe coming out. I was like, this is pretty bad. Now, six months later, we have 
video generative fill. It's kind of it, it, it kind of leaves me at a loss for words, really. I mean, it, the tech is expanding at such a rate, and I truly don't know what to expect ne- next. Um, something I will tell you guys is that sometimes all this tech coming down the line, you get a little lackluster because, oh, it's just another upgrade. But remember to take a step back and realize what is happening. Every new update is truly an insane jump we're taking, and sometimes it's hard to focus and look at it of sober mind and think, holy cow, that really is so impressive. Had that come out two years ago, it would be the, the number one news, and now it's just a kind of a, you know, a backdrop to other news, news items. And I say this not just to you, but to myself, because I find myself doing that a lot. I say, oh, cool, another update. But in reality, it's a massive update. So stay sharp in mind and really take, you know, take in what's unfolding before us here. Finally, in a recent interview with Sam Altman, uh, he expressed deep concerns about AI's impact on elections, emphasizing a less discussed but critical worry beyond deep fakes, uh, the personalized, subtle persuasion capability of new AI models. Now, he fears these customizable persuasion model uh, methods, different from the known issues of deep fakes, could significantly influence individuals without their awareness, posing a greater challenge as society lacks immunity to this form of manipulation. Now, Altman highlighted the potential use of AI-powered systems on the Internet and their subtly influencing people, raising concerns about detecting and addressing such manipulation. And he was stressing the possibility of a foreign adversary utilizing undisclosed AI systems, creating unforeseen risks. Now, Altman acknowledges that OpenAI's efforts, but admits the difficulty in detecting every AI model's influence. Uh, If you also remember, they tried to make their own system to detect if AI wrote a paper or not for schools and then shut it down a couple months later because it was pretty unreliable. Um, And this is suggesting limitations in current detection capabilities, like I mentioned earlier. He voices concern about the lack of investment in managing existential risk posed by advancing AI technology, expressing the complexity in grasping the technology's potential impact, capable of being either humanity's greatest or worst creation. And despite AI's advancement, Altman asserts that AI's inevitability is an absolute, leaving room for consideration of its development and impact. Uh, Like him... I'm very interested in how it will all work out for election season. I really do think it's going to happen. In conclusion, guys, keep your eyes peeled, team, and keep a close eye for what's real or not. Am I an AI robot? Guys, thanks for giving me a listen. Rate and review and subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode every week on Thursday with interviews on Mondays. Check out the website, thechatgptreport.com, where you can support me financially. Follow on LinkedIn and X at chatgptreport. It's the one with the purple logo. Please send an email, thechatgptreport at gmail.com. If you'd like to be interviewed or just you like have something to say, I get a lot of those and they're very nice most of the time. Hope you have a great rest of your week, rest of your weekend, and we will see you all on Monday. Take care, team.